Hello, and welcome to the Slow Style Home Podcast. If you don't want a cookie-cutter, generic home, and instead you want a beautiful, meaningful home that's layered with personality, then you are going to be so inspired by the conversations we have on this show. We talk about why the environments we create matter and how to set up our rooms to evoke specific feelings and experiences that are right for you wherever you are in your life right now. I'm Zandra, your host and creator of the Slow Style Home Framework that teaches you how to make really thoughtful and informed decisions about your home rather than chasing current trends that may not last or staying stuck with rooms you hate, feeling overwhelmed with too many choices. Right now, when you join our monthly membership, the Slow Style Society, you'll get a personalized deep dive into your vision of what a dream home looks and feels like. And together, we'll come up with a plan on how to achieve that. If that sounds pretty awesome to you, go to slowstylehome.com and click on Join the Society for all of the details. I'll tell you a little bit more about it later on. Right now, let's just jump into today's episode. Hi there, welcome back to the Style Matters Podcast, brought to you by Little Yellow Couch. I'm Sandra, your host, and I am so glad you're here. I want to talk about how to get your dream home right now without having to wait. Look, here's how I see the current state of affairs regarding our cultural attitudes toward our homes. There's either luxurious design, which seems to be beyond the reach of average people with average incomes, but decorating, when we're doing it ourselves, can be dismissed as something frivolous. At the same time, also taken way too seriously, and then that's why it's made fun of. <laughs> and then finally, the, the product-driven decor industry it has us all changing our throw pillows every two months in this endless buying cycle of what I consider to be mostly cheaply made knockoffs that have sucked the creativity right out of all of us. But I believe that within this chaos, there's room for a completely different way to look at creating your dream home. So first, I, I think we need to define what is a dream home. What do I mean by a dream home? The first thing that usually comes to mind is whatever you're currently missing, the things associated with making your life easier. So uh, our dream homes would have pantries and mudrooms that are beautifully organized, maybe with one of those little doggy showering stations in them. And a kitchen has a pot filler faucet above the stove and a wine fridge and a state-of-the-art oven and this ridiculous amount of counter space that you never run out of. Or maybe your dream home is also about the outside. There's a gorgeous lawn and flower gardens and a pool with one of those separate little houses for changing your clothes and showering and grabbing a cocktail, all with a little cabana. If I give you two seconds, you could probably come up with an extensive list of items that your dream home would have. And if anyone wants to know my list, I'm happy to share it with you because I definitely have a list. But here's the honest truth. Fancy stuff doesn't guarantee happiness. I mean, those things, those things I just mentioned, they, they will delight you for a while, for sure. But they aren't necessarily related to happiness, when you're honest. 
when you think a bit more carefully about what your dream home is, it's more about what it would do for you rather than what it's appointed with. And because honestly, I mean, it needs to allow you to relax, inspire you to be your best self. And I think it needs to encourage meaningful connection between you, your family, and the people that you've invited in. So if you're with me on this, then we can really start working on your dream home today. We don't have to wait for you to have more money or for you to have to move to a different location or for you to have reached some particular achievement in your life. We can do it right now. My point of view is that the process and the practice of decorating itself when it's connected to the expression of who you are and the development of who you want to become is the very definition of living in your dream home. Okay, if you want to be hands-on when it comes to creating your dream home, the biggest challenge you're likely facing is that you're not sure how to bring all of the many different design elements together cohesively. The most common questions I get are about how to mix colors and patterns and even whole styles together. Your grandmother's Victorian china cabinet with your 15-year-old Ikea bookcase plus this very grown-up, beautifully made with a price tag to prove it dining room table that you've had your eye on. How will you know if it'll all work together? And the list goes on in regard to this dilemma of how to pull it together. What will happen if you bring in an oversized chair into a very small TV room? What window covering will work with your wall color? And maybe you shouldn't even choose fabric. Maybe wooden shutters would be better. The choices seem to be endless, and therefore the overwhelm sets in. But you still want to have the satisfaction of creating rooms yourself that are beautiful and meaningful without necessarily hiring a designer. How do you do that? You've probably heard me talking about slow style, which is what I call my approach to decorating that really focuses on this problem, the problem of how to mix it all together and create a cohesive feeling throughout your whole home. So today I want to talk about how to use slow style when it comes to creating your dream home. And let's get this out of the way right now. If you feel your dream home, as we've been talking about it, is out of reach for you, then either your definition of a dream home is out of alignment with who you are and the realities of your life, or you've been bulldozed into believing that you don't deserve it or can't afford it. Let's just completely erase both of those mental blocks right now and move on. Okay, back to slow style. What is it and how do you practice it? I'm going to offer four things that are all related to slow style that you can do right now or this weekend to start working on your dream home. Now, (laughs) I'm not saying you should do all four of these things. I am suggesting you pick one of them. I'll get into that in a minute. First, figure out what phase of your relationship you're in with your home. Are you just now falling in love with it? Have you been with it for a while and you want to take the relationship to a deeper level? Or maybe you're not so happy with how the relationship is going and you're contemplating some major changes. Or if that feels too drastic, maybe it just needs a little TLC to get back on track. (laughs) Okay, I'm getting carried away with the relationship metaphor. But basically, you want to ask yourself the question, What's the easiest fix I could make that would bring 
me the most happiness? That's what you're going to decide today by the end of this episode. So here are the different phases, relationship phases, whatever you want to call them, that you might be in when it comes to how you feel in your home. There are four of them. One would be if you feel burnt out or frazzled in your day-to-day life and schedule, then your home likely needs a little TLC, most likely in the area of getting rid of clutter and or getting organized. Two, if you have the big pieces of your home already established, I'm talking about the furniture and what each room is used for, the major accessories, then maybe you're ready to go deeper and start adding layers of personality to your home. Three, if you are really dissatisfied with your home or and this is completely different, if you have a major upheaval going on in another area of your life, then I really hope you do some soul searching about the direction you want to take before making any big decisions. And finally, if you're pretty happy with how things are feeling and looking and working inside your home, then you're in a completely different stage. Maybe you just need to actually hit pause and simply enjoy it rather than rushing on to the next project. Okay, you got your phase? Once again, let me repeat myself. They are phase one, your life feels a bit out of control and like you don't have two blocks of five free minutes to rub together. Or phase two, you're about halfway there with getting your rooms to the place you want them to be, but things aren't quite pulled together. You feel, I don't know, something's missing, let's say. Phase three, you've got some major stuff going on, either in relation to your home or some big changes ahead in any area of your life. Or phase four, things are pretty dreamy at the moment when you look around your home and you're feeling delighted and content. Now, here are four ideas, one for each phase of what to do, depending on which phase you're in. Again, you're only choosing one thing to do here because I know you're busy. So if you're in phase one, I want you to choose one small area of your home, declutter it and reorganize it. And I am talking small. It could be just the linen closet or just the junk drawer. And you know what to do. You make your giveaway pile, you make your throwaway pile, you make your move it to another room pile, and you make your keep pile. Then tidy it up. Find a bin or a cardboard box or treat yourself to a trip to the container store and get it organized. Once you do this, and I cannot stress this enough, it needs to be a small area that you're working on. Two things will happen. One, you'll feel that tiny bit of endorphin rush when you're looking at your clutter-free, very organized junk drawer, which in turn will counter that frazzled feeling you've been having. And two, that little win will give you the motivation you need to tackle the next small area. And if you do this for a week or so and your blood pressure drops, your home is going to start to feel like it's back on track and working for you. If you're in phase two, you are ready to play. You've got your major purchases done, your couch, dining room table, bed, etc. And now you want to pull it all together or add a little personality or maybe a lot of personality. If that's the case, here's what I want you to do. Find a surface a mantle, a shelf, the top of your dresser, whatever, and take everything off. Then come up with a word or phrase that describes how you'd like to feel in that room. Look around your home for objects that represent or feel related to that word or phrase. And it can be as literal or as abstract as you like. For example, maybe you're thinking about escaping to the beach for a day. And so... That's your phrase, beach escape. (laughs) 
you look around your house and you find some shells that you picked up last summer, maybe a wicker tray, maybe some tall, thin glasses that remind you of sipping lemonade on the porch of a beach cottage, those kind of things. Or if you want to be more abstract and the word you've come up with is something like dreamy, you want to feel dreamy in the room, then you'd look around your home and find vases that are, say, a soft white or candles that are soft pink or just objects that have curved shapes to them, whatever colors, shapes, and materials you have that feel dreamy to you. And then you take your objects and you just start playing around with the arrangement. That's it. A few tips. You want to try for three different heights uh, in your objects, and that might mean you have to put some of them on little risers, you know, books or coasters or whatever. You want to kind of pay attention to to how different shapes play off of one another and experiment with symmetry and asymmetry. And it's often helpful to add a plant or just some cut flowers for nuance. And then step back and enjoy what you've created. You've just added a layer of personality to that room. You've gotten started. If you're in phase three and you've got some upheaval in your life, I don't mean to imply a negative necessarily. Maybe the big change is something that's good that's coming along. But anyway, the one thing you could do right now is block off 30 minutes to get your thoughts together. And I know just saying go journal isn't helpful. So let me suggest a few particular things you could write about. First, write down whatever aspect of the change is giving you anxiety And then write down any positives that might come from the change. And if you can't see any positives, sit with it for a minute and really try hard to eke out at least one positive thing. And remember, this could be related to your home, such as moving to a new town or doing a major renovation, or it could be a big health issue or a career shift, something not directly related to your home. Okay, so you've gotten the worry things written down as well as some things to look forward to. Now write down how you want to feel when the change has happened, when it's over. Presumably, this is some sort of good feeling. Okay, now, are you following me? Working backwards, what are the actionable steps you need to take to make that feeling happen? So again, write about what's worrying you, write about what you have to look forward to, and then write about how you want to feel when the change is over, when it's happened. How do you want to feel at the end of it, when you come out of it. And then most importantly, you're going to start working backwards and just brainstorm what are the steps you need to take in order to make that feeling, the really good positive outcome, to make that feeling happen. Just write down one step at a time, but basically you're going to come up with a list probably that includes things like do some fact-checking, take measurements, Get second opinions, make a dinner date to discuss things with your partner, take a color quiz. I'm suggesting not so much a to-do list, which can then feel overwhelming, but specifically asking yourself, what needs to happen right before I feel X? Whatever that feeling is you want to have when the change is over. And then what you need to do before that and before that and before that until you get to where you are today. And then you have a little bit of a roadmap as to how you think you might navigate through this change. And finally, if you're in phase four and you're pretty satisfied with your home at the moment, simply make a date on the calendar, actually write it down to celebrate. And it can be a small celebration, such as giving yourself permission to just pour a glass of wine, get out a book and 
actually sit outside on your beautiful patio with your containers of flowers that you've planted. Or it can be bigger, like sending out an invite to a group of friends and having a dinner party, whatever it is. The point is to stop the busyness and actually appreciate your home. Make a mental gratitude list for all it's giving you at the moment. Use your home in a way that you've been meaning to use it. If you've worked hard to declutter your cupboards and organize your pantry, go ahead and buy some fancy ingredients and use your beautiful kitchen to bake yourself a cake for no particular reason. You get what I mean? Celebrate. Just to recap, you've figured out what phase you're in, and you've got the one thing you're going to do next. Ta-da! You're officially practicing slow style. That's it. That's how we practice it. It's hands-on, it's real life, and it's small, simple steps. Send me an email, zandra at littleyellowcouch.com, and let me know what phase you're in and which project you're doing or whether or not you've done the project or if you have a better idea for what you could do in whatever phase you're in in terms of your relationship with your home. Thanks so much for spending time with me today. If you've gotten something out of this episode, please be so kind as to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening from. It really does help this show stay on the air. And also, don't forget to grab our free guide, The Dream Home Action Plan at littleyellowcouch.com. And also, that's where you can find the show notes pages for all of these episodes with photos and links to things that we've been talking about. Have a great week. Bye for now. Thanks so much for listening. I know your time is valuable and I really do appreciate you spending it with me. And please, please, please take a minute to leave a review for Slow Style Home wherever you get your podcasts. It honestly does help keep this show on the air and your feedback is highly valuable to me. Have a great day and I'll be back in your earbuds soon. Bye for now.